0: is just to tell people you're not conforming to their needs and nip it in the butt right away because yeah, I exactly. have put so much like nodding and smiling and yes. being friendly because it's a networking economy but it saves time networking you don't exactly. burn a bridge and I put in so much time with like nobodies that have never performed they don't own a club they're just ranting to me yeah. after a set like telling me all this bullshit and I yeah. should have just like why did I stand and there like, for 5 no. to 10 minutes of my it's... life just, yeah, just like definitely. if you're not even comfortable just pretend your phone's ring be like oh i gotta take this and walk and away, walk away. Yes. or just be like i don't need to conform to your needs mm-hmm. like i'd like to see you try this yeah. if they're not a com- comedian and exactly. otherwise just be like my brand of comedy is not for you
1: hi everybody welcome back this is season four of shooting the breeze and this week uh, my guest is my good friend Christabel Witt. Uh, she's a comic based in Ottawa, like me. And thank you for coming. Thank you for being here.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. It's yeah. awesome to be on this.
1: Thank you, thank you. Because we were talking before, before we started recording, about uh, the last time you were on was about two years ago, and we didn't yeah. we knew each other, but we didn't we, we had we were just becoming friends at that point so but thank yeah. you for for taking the time uh, to talk to me today yeah, so no um let's we'll just get into it like how uh how has comedy been for you from the last time we we look from the last time i had you on the show like just about two years
0: ago yeah so that would have been in the thick of the pandemic so it was closing reopenings and just like really Skeleton-sized crowds, I would say back then, and just I don't know, trying new material and being flustered. I remember having like the mask and the mics, and you change the mic, and there's cordless mics, and it being all this like flustered stress, even yeah, though there's like
1: plexiglass and everything yeah, too. Plexiglass,
0: you gotta not bug it. I don't know all sorts <laughs> of things, and then <laughs> now for the first time, like even within the last two months, I would say like the open mic rooms like swizzles they've felt more like the before times um before the pandemic like really full rooms and really like vibrant energy and really valuable you know for trying new material versus when some of the reopenings first happened people almost like didn't remember how to laugh and they weren't really open to things (laughs) you're just like we can we can do this um so yeah I find it's a lot better now more fulsome rooms people are remembering how to interact in public and well some of them all well, the them are yeah. because
1: <laughs> that that's another thing it 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 felt like in some in some rooms i'm sure you saw this that it was almost as though people forgot how to how to behave in public or how to interact with other people <laughs> like it was it was strange <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. Or yeah. people get fatigued like really quickly in person versus Zoom or vice versa. So it's just everybody's still adjusting a little bit, yeah. but not nearly as as bad. <laughs>
1: true, true. Because I
0: know, um,
1: like during the thick of it, so like say two years ago and uh, before, um, I I found myself getting used to the the limited the limited seating. Getting used to oh you know twenty five people are here woohoo you know <laughs> it's yes. packed sort of thing um, exactly. was it a big was it a big adjustment for you like when rooms started to get back to capacity and restrictions started falling away like was that was that stressful for you or was that something you were really um, looking forward to?
0: Um, it didn't feel stressful. It felt more gradual, like I slowly was doing like open mic rooms and then booked rooms, and then it was like slowly the trickle of the reopening, so it didn't get too overwhelming too quick, and then I felt less flustered because I didn't have to remember a mask. Or remember the mic is wireless. Remember to trade mics or sanitize mics. um The only thing that got like was a bit bigger of an experience was the the Ottawa comedy that porn and that was more of a layout of a room because it was instead of tables of people it was um people like lined up straight like in rows one by one so I guess that was a different experience because I hadn't like being in a pandemic had people row by row looking right at me in like a well-lit area so I guess that was the most like post-pandemic ultra shock experience (laughs) was like oh yeah people they do this
1: (laughs) and like and that was that was during the fringe or something right that show
0: yeah i believe okay Oh, that was poor nominee was ottawa comic-con so i don't remember what month it was in but
1: yeah that was monica hamburg's show right
0: yeah, 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 exactly. And it went really well. Like everybody there was open to laughter and like the new experience and and stuff like that. Um, so that part was great. They were really welcoming. Um, but exactly. yeah, I guess for me that was the biggest like kind of different experience after being in isolation to some degree for a yeah. couple of years.
1: Oh wow. Cause what I've discovered is that even though I like a full room i like it when i can't see the whole audience
0: yeah you know like
1: that's a very weird thing when it's bright and you see yeah. everyone like that i it that throws me off i don't i don't i don't like it i like it when it's dark and that you could see maybe the first row first couple of rows and then then and that's it but when it's well lit and you see everybody and you see everything i i, I don't like that at all <laughs>
0: yeah exactly and then there's rooms like abs where the spotlight is is good it's like blinding out the audience but then there's the mirror in the back room of the upstairs room so you're like okay I at least don't need to like see the audience eye by eye here but now I just see my own reflection just just watching myself (laughs) why is this happening because there's like the light up here so you kind of got to be alert to that area it's hard to avoid just like direct eye contact with yourself with in a yourself. mirror too. <laughs> that could be considered like another post-pandemic culture shock experience. Even like it's true. You're like, why? It's
1: true. Like I love that room. Yeah. And same. Like that room, I can see everybody, but it's not bright.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know, like the only it's people who are
1: bright are the ones who are fairly close to the stage. But you know, you just you see shadows you see shadows and I'm okay with that but it's just okay. but 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 yeah your re- reflection is bright as <laughs> bright as fuck and it's like
0: <laughs> for sure yeah it's <laughs> odd yeah, glance over there it's like you get used to it but like, yeah
1: <laughs> is forgot about okay? it
0: yeah exactly because yeah. for yeah for a couple of for a couple of years, yeah, I hadn't done the upstairs room at Alps during some of those closures and reopenings kind of thing, so yeah, that was the one thing I remembered yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder
1: why it's there.
0: Yeah, I don't know, it might like it reflects, light. it probably gives an illusion that the room is larger, I think that's why people do mirrored walls, so. Okay. Yeah, because okay. like... I always wondered,
1: like it's a cool effect, For sure, Um, but I always wondered that I was like there has to be uh, a reason not just design but something giving yeah maybe gives the illusion that the room is more full or
0: something yeah for sure hard to say (laughs) but it's funny
1: (laughs) yeah I'm just glad to not be behind plexiglass anyway yeah same yeah that was I I never I never adjusted to that because it was like It's one thing, okay, we have to wear a mask to be on stage or to get to the stage. But being behind the glass, I just felt it was uncomfortable. Mm
0: -hmm. It was
1: hot. It got Mm -hmm. really hot in there. And you really couldn't see, which I was okay with, actually, now that I realized, I was okay with not seeing anybody, but you would just see your reflection, like, depending on how the glass was, how it was uh, configured, you would just see your reflection, you know?
0: yeah the plexi made it hard because if you're trying new material the laughter is a bit muffled because people are remembering how to like laugh in general (laughs) and then if you can't see even like that front row because the plexiglass makes it a little hazy it was hard yeah trying new Mm -hmm. material actually during that period right
1: and even behind the plexiglass remember people were still nobody was up up at the stage people were still far from the stage so yeah really really couldn't see much
0: Exactly. I was yeah. like, well, at least I did Zoom comedy. <laughs>
1: <Exactly. I remember laughs> Zoom help. Feels, Zoom was helpful in that like, front. Yeah. You know, I got okay. I got comfortable with silence very
0: quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Which sure. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: The only thing that I wish um had stayed as things open was the switching of the mics.
0: Yeah, that, that seems like a good practice, actually. Mm. Yeah yeah I can't think of anything else well the hand sanitizer could be good well mind you it is still sitting in front of most venues and stuff the sanitizer
1: and all that so that's good to see it's good that it's still there yes yes but I know I I wish that uh switching out the mic was still a thing you Mm -hmm. know that uh that that was and I understand it takes time which is why I don't like I have my own mic and like during the pandemic like I would use my own mic which was which was fine. And I was able to do it because we were switching out mics anyway.
0: Right. To do it now,
1: it's like, everybody's watching. And it's like when I did one show and somebody went, Ooh, fancy. And I was like, okay, I'm never doing this again.
0: (laughs) That makes it even more awkward. Yeah. Exactly. It
1: was already awkward. So I never used it again.
0: Yeah. That's totally fair.
1: (laughs) When you really think about it, mics are gross. Yeah. <laughs> they're really, yeah. Oh they're really disgusting. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, it's really gross. And I think we're like hyper, hyper aware of how gross it is now. Like we probably didn't think of it before. Like I remember, yeah. um, and this must have been a, about a month or two before the shutdown. So there was talk of COVID and everything, but nothing it, nothing was happening here yet, and I was at a show, and a guy who was up—I don't remember his name or anything—but he was up maybe two or three people before me, mm-hmm. and he was holding the mic right against his mouth, Ooh. and he coughed yeah. into the mic. Oh my
0: gosh! Like, like,
1: yeah, like a wet, like uh, into the mic. And I remember sitting there going that's disgusting like couldn't he have like moved the mic away or something like he had to cough into it
0: yeah and then like i don't know
1: 15 minutes later i'm up there with the same mic to my mouth not thinking oh anything and it's like
0: it's just very yucky yeah oh my goodness
1: yeah so i i don't know i just think that's an easy thing that can be done and yeah and i i, I don't understand why that was stopped you
0: know. Yeah, for sure. Or even the mic condoms like just switching those or covering yeah. up. Yeah. Just for cold something flu like that. Because you can get yeah.
1: like five thousand on Amazon for like twenty bucks. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. But uh, I guess, you know, I guess it's part of like trying to get everything back to as normal as possible, you know, as close to the way things were are were before all of these yeah. weird things, you know.
0: So, exactly um,
1: yeah <laughs> Jesus. so we um we got to record an album last year yeah. in April um, that was very exciting and very cool like how was that experience for you
0: um it was really good for me I was really impressed with like the Hallow North setup and their level of professionalism with us and yeah it was it was cool. I don't know. It made me realize, yeah, uh, obviously, like, I don't know, that that we were all so supported in the Ottawa community, actually, because the rooms, both the early and late show, were pretty packed. So that was nice to see. Yeah. And um, everybody at that point was finally used to being out in public and yes. used to consuming comedy a little more. So it was like a well-timed recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was – it was – early in April, right? It was like early
1: April or something. So. so I think all the restrictions were lifted at the end of March or something like mm-hmm. that. So we'd had like a little bit of time of like, being out and being free and not, you know what I mean? But
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, that was a that, that was a really, a very cool. Um, experience like have you been able to travel at all to do comedy in the last two years like have you gone like outside of Ottawa to perform
0: um a little bit in Montreal and then yeah I found the rooms there are really vibrant and really like some are more sex positive or welcoming than say the Ottawa crowds in general um so yeah I do have kind of like a sexual and jarring style in some bits and then I am working now to pare it back a little bit like I have a lot of really dark material now as well and then I have like some more modest material so I'm almost I'm trying different things so that I can you know be welcome in any city or any space but I find like my natural trajectory was um, like variety shows like the Wiggle Room, for example, just because it's a mix of burlesque performers, there was a magician performing, and then there was uh, two comedy acts in that particular show. And sometimes, like some people do feel that comedy doesn't really blend with other art forms, um, such as, you know, prior to a band going up on a stage or things like that. But And some people feel like it's been a really good experience for them, you know, performing before... A different type of arts. Um I found, yeah, like that room, they really they have an established audience, so their audience knows what to expect also. Um, so that makes it a welcoming space for all the different art forms. Um, so maybe that's why it, it went better. Um but yeah I really enjoyed that particular spot last summer and um yeah, like McKibbens Club in Montreal is really a great space as well. Um and then there's all sorts of like third floor comedy club. Um, yeah, just a ton a ton of stuff in Montreal that's uh, really cool to see. And I'm hoping in the new year, I'm hoping to travel and get accepted into more like festivals and stuff like that. So we'll see. I was waiting this year, my passport was kind of stuck in the renewal process oh
1: yeah because you lost out on a an opportunity to go to a festival because of the your passport got held up something or held up somewhere or something like that
0: yeah exactly they just had a huge backlog of passport applicants and the shortages of staff <laughs> approving them um but i have it now and that particular festival they at least said they will welcome me back um this year so oh, i'm hoping good. to to make it work this year yeah it should be all fine Um, so yeah that'll be a new experience like just going to another country and and doing festival and networking there and then yeah I noticed also now Kingston is opening up like more brewery kind of shows and um, what's the other one coming back Um, oh yeah Grad Club is is, uh, back doing monthly shows and stuff which I found it's a younger like a student audience but it's actually I like the challenge of making like yeah. students laugh <laughs> or like all ages really it's just yeah. like well everybody always says you should be able to make any room work as a comic it It's it can true. be tricky to make every it's single true. joke yeah. land in every room yeah. but to have like something that people relate to um even yeah younger audience Mm -hmm. is cool i think and and rewarding and fun so
1: for sure for sure for sure um because i know i've i want to do the wiggle room i haven't i haven't done that one yet and uh yeah there are a couple of rooms that um i don't know if i've just heard about them or if they've been around for a little while um Mm -hmm. that i'd like to i'd like to uh to go to as well and I know like the thing like last year with your passport and you you sent that in well in advance it's not like you sent it in a week before you were supposed to go like you sent, you had a lot of lead time like that ordinarily you it shouldn't have been a problem you know yeah so, exactly
0: and yeah. I paid the express fee or yeah, whatever it was true. all sorts that's of true. things
1: <laughs> my God yeah yeah, yeah that it was, was crazy well it's I'm glad that um you'll have you 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 have the opportunity to uh that they sort of stayed your acceptance last year and that you could most likely go back again this year yeah. like at least that's good and I, I hope that that uh, that that works out at least you don't have to worry about the passport thing At least you have the passport and that's you know that's all taken care of and everything so that so that's good and um I also wanted to ask you because uh you were you were a big big part of like a huge thing that happened to me uh in 2022 and we went to Toronto together with our friend uh Peter and I spoke to him um On this, this his episode is going to be broadcast uh, in a in a few weeks. But I spoke to him a few weeks ago, and I asked him like what the experience was like for him. Um, But I I'm curious to know what what that whole because you were there from like the minute it happened till you you saw the whole thing. So I I'm I'm curious like what your experience was what your experience with that was like
0: yeah for sure well it first feels like of all, so long ago <laughs> yeah it was such a series of events because it was like we first had seen Mark Norman in Ottawa at the meet and greet and that's when he recognized you and then like the audience well the lineup of people also in the meet and greet knew you from I believe Cornwall so they were like vouching for you to open for him in front of me and you and him and he was like oh yeah I heard that and we were like how did he hear what? this news <laughs> how he's he talking about Simone <laughs> who are you and then I remember just like finally meeting him and like freezing up not knowing what to say I got a photo with him and then I just blanked on how to like how to handle famous people that I love and idolize uh, so that experience was cool to see your hustle kind of come together all at once like in a meet and greet in front of Mark Norman because he recognized you also from when you met him in the states
1: in the states about a month and a half two months at the end of August
0: yeah and Uh, I was impressed yeah imagine how many people he sees in like a week right Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) because
1: I remember I don't know if I had mentioned it to you but I know thinking to myself I was like I wonder if he would remember me or recognize me and I was like oh probably not because it was literally just like a few minutes, you know, met him, hi, how I love the show, took a picture and that was it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, how many hundreds of people, if he does this a- a- after every show, exactly.
0: meet people,
1: like how many hundreds, thousands of people has he met in that time? So I was, I was just as gobsmacked when he, when he recognized me because I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to go up, love the show, da da da. You know, and and he went. <laughs> and yeah, he remembered exactly. me. <laughs>
0: like, yeah,
1: and he's like, I yeah. don't remember your name, and I and I and that was fine because I never told him my name.
0: Yeah, I never exactly. told him.
1: I don't think I ever told him my name. You know, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah so. and
0: I find just in general, like his personality in person, especially when we met him at the Danforth Music Hall in Toronto, his personality off stage kind of matches his stage presence and podcast presence completely whereas my comedy persona is pretty different from like my yes. off-stage presence um so that's cool to see I guess And know like I had no doubt that he was like authentic and genuine to his yeah. true self whereas mine is like this exaggerated, like a, an exaggerated version of my persona on stage yeah my, me too me too yeah it's the same so yeah. was cool and then yeah the whole experience in Toronto I guess I was just floored the whole train ride down it was nice that we could meet Pete and Kingston have like part of our crew um there on the train and then um yeah just I don't know I felt like I felt nervous just in my gut like I had no doubt that you were gonna slay it but I was also I think it was a nervous energy like floating or something and I was um, super nervous so I'm sure it like rubbed off on you guys. yeah somehow yeah. but then and then we had that little guy in the Airbnb like the little critter, oh, man. the cricket or whatever we name him we named him, oh, him. Alonzo or something what was his Alfonso, name Alfonso Alfonso billion-legged buddy and then Pete and I were just trying to make you laugh to be like don't be nervous it's all funny here <laughs> and uh, yeah then we got caught on the road and I guess like when I realized how big of an event it was for you like obviously it's Mark Norman and it's huge but when um when you entered Danforth Music Hall and then Pete and I had to go get in line like a couple of suckers and, and the line is like down the road and i'm like oh my god it's oh like yeah they're... it was a long line it was a long line B- yeah. yeah exactly and then pete like met people in the line like everything feels like a comedy family reunion like he just <laughs> knew people as we were walking and it's just because yeah, he just lived shows... there for a little while and yeah that shows how how small the community is or something yeah because <laughs> uh oh, yeah yeah so then we like get two blocks down the street and we're like okay this is the end of the line and I guess that's when it really sunk in for me I don't know like when it sunk in for you that it was a huge like of course you knew it was a huge like moment and opportunity but like when did it sink in for you I guess
1: when did it sink in for me I think when we got there and we were on the sidewalk and the guy came and got me
0: yeah okay I think it was
1: th- just that. then you
0: felt you were like wow I'm in yeah because <laughs> like
1: with with shows usually we go in where everybody else goes in you know and it's like you go in the same door and it's like oh okay the comics are over there I'll go over there sort of thing but this to be taken like somebody to come out and meet me I think actually it might have been in the in the in the in the uber when I got mm-hmm. a text like oh what's your eta right. and I was like well ah, they're one of nowhere you know, yeah. They, they know me. Okay. They know me. They're waiting for me. This is real. It's happening like this. Yeah. But I that think is. like it started at that point where it was like, holy, holy, holy shit, you know. But when the guy came out and got me, yeah. And we're walking by the people in the line. And then when we like cut through the line to walk in this alley, and I know people were looking like, who's that? Like, who is that? Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Yeah. And I was just like oh my god all of these people are going to be sitting there and then yeah and then once I got in and I saw my name on the door
0: yeah that's my name on the door and then
1: on the the call sheet with my name then Rob's name then Mark's name and I was like (gasps) you know like it was like it's happening it's happening and then of course when he showed up and I was just like
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah, when he showed
1: up I was like okay this is yeah. Even though, yeah. like, I knew, like, it was, it was real, it was happening, and everything. It was, it just felt so much more, like, real. Like, oh, this is, this is for sure. Like, no one's gonna come out and go, you know,
0: gotcha, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah for sure yeah I liked also seeing like your process and that you have those stage time and opportunities in Ottawa and surrounding areas like leading up to that to like refine your set and your act like what you exactly envisioned and wanted yeah. to be um yeah I was, I was fortunate
1: heart. for that that I had a lot of uh, opportunities to to um try things t- test out different things and mm-hmm. you know try different wording and stuff like that so that by the time that happened I was like this is exactly how I'm going to say it. You know? Yeah
0: exactly yeah that's really nice to see and I find even like within Ottawa kind of with the open mic like, scene we have the same thing like where you can do swizzles on a Monday then pour boy on a Thursday abs on a Wednesday do three sets and well in my case three sets in a week and then I'm like try things differently or try things the same and then record them see how the audience reacts and then and like change things take things out so yeah yeah, I really I like Ottawa for that that we have something for everybody pretty much every day of the week to to rehearse or work work on things it'd be nice I feel like yeah the only thing we're missing is probably more like writing workshops but I realize those are like a lot of work to coordinate a lot of time consumption as well and even though I I
1: try to I've tried to attend some that people have tried to put together. I've tried to put Mm -hmm. stuff together, but it's just it's uh, people are busy. Yeah, you know, and you have like everyone has the best of intentions that like, yeah, okay, this time, you know, this day at this time and it it doesn't always work out like something. Yeah, yeah, life happens and it's not the easiest, uh, easiest thing to maintain
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah I like the Kingston scene for doing like they would do the odd Sunday brunch that was like bring one new joke and say it like at brunch so it's like not a Write a whole new orchestra. Yeah, come of with new 20 jokes. minutes. New 20- <laughs> <laughs> and like, don't, it, there wasn't like a set time because it's just brunch. So people are just hanging out for a couple of hours. Like, you can come in yeah. late, you can come in early, you can hang out for long or short. Like, it's more casual. Right. Whereas, yeah, I think Ottawa is very, in a very Ottawa way, it's yes, like a very so rigid. 10 o'clock from 10 to 11. This is yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, we got kids we gotta get home we yeah. gotta work at 9 a.m like the government on exactly. and all that stuff yeah. that just like makes us so structured nothing wrong with that but it does make it a little bit trickier to run yeah. uh, like a writing workshop room yeah. here
1: yeah it's true it's true because I find it um like the few times that I've been able to do it it's been really helpful Mm -hmm. You know, like if you have, uh, you know, if you have an idea, you're trying to flush out or, um, you have the, the bones of a joke and you're missing a tag or it needs something. And it's, it's all, I always find it really beneficial to say, okay, this is what I'm thinking and you do it. And then someone will have some point of view that you didn't think of and be Mm -hmm. able to, you know, well, why don't you take it in this direction? Or why don't you try it like that? and. I I always find that's useful I always find that's yeah useful and helpful
0: for sure yeah I always like like anticipating the ending of someone's did like in a different way and like just letting them know like for thought and then they can do what they wish or not Mm -hmm. kind of thing exactly uh, exactly collaborating and like prescriptive advice I think are two different things and yeah there's a fine line of like how it's helpful and how it's like to too much dictation of what you say and do on the stage exactly exactly
1: because i know we've um both been subjected (laughs) to the critiques that maybe that i i personally don't think uh many male comics are are uh policed or for lack of a better word policed with what they say and how they say say it like I know I had the discussion with uh with someone else and they were like oh well that that hasn't really happened with me and I don't think it's a very big deal sort of thing and I'm I'm thinking it probably wasn't it's not a big deal to them because they haven't really been subjected to it Mm -hmm. you know um like how do you how do you deal with that like if somebody's telling you how to what you should say and how you should say it, like how, like, what are your thoughts on that? And what, like, what's your your reaction usually?
0: Yeah, I think I don't, like, I don't quickly respond with something like aggressive to somebody like that because it's just, it's usually somebody in a position of like power or authority. And you're like, okay, I don't wanna burn this bridge kind of thing, but I also don't agree. So I'll usually take it away and reflect on it a bit and be like okay well that person is of this like say an older generation where it's like not wildly accepted that like women talk about sex on a stage or something like that but when they started comedy say they've been in the business for 20 years it was like I also understand that it was a male-dominated like industry and yeah. um, yeah and still is and how like certain things were acceptable that men said versus women um so I almost don't take it personally anymore I did at the time because it's like the way people speak to you or like I don't know like yeah they come across as like rude or abrasive and things like that um but yeah I don't take it personally anymore I really think it's like dependent on that person's generation how long they've been in comedy what they've seen and what they're just what their vision is for their comedy space sometimes like they don't want women talking about sex in their space because that's not what's acceptable for their corporate events like they want comics that are maybe flexible for everything like christmas parties this that like new year's eve i can see partly how i'm not an ideal fit in some spaces for that and how in some spaces they are a welcoming sex positive space and maybe their demographic would change if they welcomed that style of comedy you know in those those other Mm -hmm. spaces but because they haven't you know they feel like it's not their brand in their their certain space um so yeah usually I reflect on it I think it's sometimes it's just a generational um thing and like People do need to change the way they they think about what women should say on a stage and I think now that I've had a time to like reflect on that I would like say mention that to somebody say if they approach me again about it um but not in like an abrasive or aggressive way just like times have really changed it's really a welcoming um, you know community for for that here in Ottawa not all the time not every room not early and late shows but you can also control your your brand and demographic by welcoming different walks of comedy and different audiences as well I think so that's my thoughts on it really yeah I don't run into it too often to be honest but it does happen yeah
1: yeah that's that's been my experience too and I know when the first few times it happened it was like (gasps) like yeah yeah I did take it personally and everything but um there was one time where um I was given like a not a tag but was like oh you should take it in this direction and say this 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 and this and Mm -hmm. I knew what was I I understood the direction Mm -hmm. but it took me it took me a while it took me probably about a month to like incorporate what the person was saying into my own voice and into something that i was comfortable saying because the way that they said it i would never have said it that way Mm -hmm. you know i would never even though like the end result is the same like the scenario was the same it was the Mm -hmm. way that it was presented to me was like offensive to me Mm -hmm. and like kind of demeaning to me um and i was like okay i get what they're saying I know that I I understand that they're not being they're not being demeaning to me or belittling mm-hmm. me it's just the like yeah. the scenario of the joke and so I had to really put the work in the and the I really had to put energy into saying okay I get I get what they're saying how do I say it in my own way how do I say that same thing but in a way that that is not in- insulting to myself and still still funny, and still gets that Mm -hmm. point across without being offensive to me. And it took a long time. It took a while. I think, yeah, I want to think, I want to say it took about a month to get like the wording and the the timing and the pacing just right to the point where I was like, okay, I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable saying this
0: that's good yeah Yeah. that's fair because at the end of the day like it's your brand of comedy it's your stage presence like and this is an art form so it feels a little off when people try to really like get into it with you with with the details I would say exactly Um, and I would say like Ottawa is the only place where I've experienced that kind of prescriptive feedback from older men that think they know and they aren't actively performing comedy themselves so it's like how legit is this kind of feedback and all sorts of things Mm -hmm. um but yeah other cities they have no problem
1: yeah i i've never been i've never been approached and and told like you shouldn't say that or say it like this or people don't want to hear that from you i've never been told that
0: very Ottawa yeah (laughs) Yeah, it made me feel very (laughs) censored initially yes yes
1: I was very offended and very angry about (laughs) it first like how dare you like are you doing that to the men sort of thing yeah Yeah, I felt I yeah I felt very um stifled
0: yeah and there is a double standard yeah like I will make a joke about masturbation in my set and watch a male comic do a joke about masturbation in his set and get booked and opportunities on weekends like verbally in front of me and me told that I'm not getting those opportunities in front of him and a whole audience of other comics and like yeah their wives and like the hang you're like okay this is at a certain point demeaning and Mm -hmm. um yeah but on the flip side like outside of Ottawa I would say the good news like going to Montreal or Kingston or surrounding small towns in general they are really welcoming to women in comedy and um, they are always aware that they need more women on their shows they want more like equal shows whereas in Ottawa it's like okay we just need two women on this lineup of eight people but then you go to all other cities it's like no we're trying to do half and a half or something it's Um, actually mind you the ruckus crew they're pretty production company here in ottawa they are trying to do more and more like equal women and men on some of their shows too so that's nice to see yeah Um,
1: but i find like here with us at least in in ottawa um there there's a limited number of active women comics they're like i don't know eight of us or something like there are very few of us that are active you know like regularly active you know, mm-hmm. they're, um, yeah, they're more than a dozen, they're more than a dozen women doing comedy, but women doing comedy on a regular basis, like consistently. Yeah. Where it's, that's a handful of us. Yeah. Yeah. Know?
0: And I so, would say that prior to the pandemic, I felt like we had more women in comedy and um, some of them did move like provinces, cities, that stuff like that. Yes. So that was definitely a pandemic impact for mm-hmm. sure. But it seems longer.
1: like we're fewer now. Yeah. Now, because there's still totally. a lot of shows that you know that I see, you know, advertised that it's all men, mm-hmm. and I know it's not a like, oh yeah, this is just going to be guys. It's just yeah, it's
0: not intentional, but it's, it's not intentional at all. It. It's just
1: yeah, there there aren't enough women. <laughs> there aren't enough women yeah. to go around because I think just off the top of my head, I don't know. I'm thinking
0: maybe like six a or seven yes yeah, six to twelve six, yeah. <laughs> regular. yeah regular six regular and mm-hmm. six like are so big yeah, others who like
1: drift in drift out um there are a few I haven't heard from or haven't seen in a long time yeah um, but yeah like actively active active performers maybe mm-hmm. six you know and that's that's not a lot that's no that's not a lot like so we're still numbers wise we're we're still very few we're very strong those of us Mm -hmm. who are are doing it we're good and we're strong but um there's so few of us you know yeah so few of us that even if somebody wanted to do a show with half and half you know a show with 10 comics five men five women the five women that's like the whole (laughs) it's the whole community That's the whole yeah. active women yeah, community so and it's like what are the chances of getting us all all available on the same date the same time for the same show like yeah, yeah.
0: exactly
1: you know and oh. uh you know it's 2023 like we shouldn't be like more than one woman on a show or more than one person of color on the show shouldn't be like ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah especially like,
0: not in a city the size of Ottawa exactly <laughs> so here
1: exactly like it's oh. big like Ottawa's not gigantic but it's big enough
0: that, yeah <laughs> you know? exactly and I was curious because you took um I'm not I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right Pierre Brault comedy classes and yes. how was the divide between women and men there um, um
1: when I took it by the end, I remember the very first, the very first day we were like 14 mm-hmm. and I'd say it was more men, but it wasn't half and half. There were still, a, there were a few more men, um. but okay. by like the last, by six weeks later, by the time we did our show, mm-hmm. um, I think we were three women. And oh, crazy. Yeah, we were only three. And the, the class size like like was like cut in half because people dropped yeah. out and, and stuff like that. So I think at the end we were maybe ten, seven to ten of us, and okay. we were three women.
0: Bummer, that's crazy, yeah. eh?
1: And of that class, two of us are still doing it. I oh, continued yeah. right away, and then Emmett continued like the year after. Emmett came right. back about a year after. So that's where I met Emmett in that class. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Small world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh yeah, even in the even in the the class we were outnumbered and I don't um I don't know what the demographics are like with the current classes mm-hmm. or the classes since um, but it's still it's still male dominated it's still mainly men uh, yeah doing it it's still it's still uh, heavily male dominant dominated still
0: yeah I find that's the tough part especially about Ottawa particularly and I've even had like female headliners kind of like attack me about my style and voice on stage really? and my visual like what I look like like they've told me to wear my hair in a ponytail and like wear a button I'm shirt like the most weirdest prescriptive feedback and like don't say the word pussy so just as demeaning as like male space comedy space owners as well coming from like female that's headliners moving, so I guess yeah. like not as frequently <laughs> obviously. yeah not as frequently obviously but yeah that's even happened to me so that's weird I am curious that's true. if like men and comedy ever get weird for like don't say the word dick on stage like do they ever get weird she yeah like i, I, doubt, well. it. I doubt it i doubt it i think like they'd have
1: to say something like really like outrageous for someone yeah. to check them but because somebody told me um somebody mentioned last i think it was last week that they were told a woman was told mm-hmm. that she couldn't say pussy Okay. And she was like, "Oh, so no one can say pussy." And they were like, "No, just women." <laughs> Only the women can't say pussy. Men can say whatever the fuck they want, but women couldn't say pussy.
0: Funny.
1: Which is just really? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's I I don't know. I find it I find <laughs> it weird. I look forward to a time where we're not going to be checked or if if people are going to be checked that everyone's being checked. You know what I mean? That it's uh, exactly it's not something that's just reserved uh, for women. Yeah,
0: you know, I couldn't. That's so crazy. Yeah,
1: it's yeah yeah yeah, and I like I'm 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 sure it, I'm sure it could be the same for you. I'm tired of uh, I don't hear it that much anymore. Yeah, um, but I yeah I went through the whole thing of like oh they needed a woman that's why you were booked on that show or you know they needed somebody of color that's why you got booked you know you 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 fill two boxes your person of color and female so that's why you got it you know I don't I don't get that as often anymore but um I know that was a thing
0: yeah yeah luckily like I'm four years in and I I don't get that often either that I was like the token female yeah and I also don't hear as often. Any weird, weird people's opinions after my study Either that was something that came in really hard and fast in the first two years, and now it happens like once a year or once every six months. Same with better.
1: Yeah, thank thank God, (laughs) because it's a weird thing where somebody and and I know one time it was somebody who didn't even do comedy. Yeah, just some random person who felt like he was in a position to tell me. How to do my joke and it's like oh are you a comic no
0: yeah have you like, ever do you do? have you, you ever done it never, <laughs>
1: yes. never... yeah it exactly feels like
0: i watched yeah. you know i
1: watched saturday night live i know what i'm talking about no you don't <laughs> like...
0: yeah i think like my advice for women out there who deal with this is just to tell people you're not conforming to their needs and nip it in the butt right yeah, away because i've exactly. put so much like nodding and smiling and being yes friendly because it's a networking company but facetime yeah you don't want to burn bridges and you don't burn a bridge and i put in so much time with like nobodies that have never performed they don't own a club they're just ranting to me after a set like telling me all this bullshit and i should have just like why did i stand there for five to ten minutes of my life Just, just like if I you're not even comfortable just pretend your phone's ring be like oh i gotta take this and walk and away, walk away. Yes. or just be like i don't need to conform to your needs mm. like i'd like to see you try this yeah. if they're not a com- comedian and exactly. otherwise just be like my brand of comedy is not for you and that's okay and that doesn't bother me kind of thing but exactly. yeah my first couple of years in comedy it was very like meek no, I'm smiling. I just wish I could kick myself. Back me too. For me it. too. But That's the thing is good. at the time it
1: was like you're new and yeah, you, you don't, don't want to you me. don't want to burn bridges. You don't want to be 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 seen as difficult or anything yeah. like that and it's like yeah. Yeah, cuz I yeah, I've been in that position too where you're just like and you yeah, like you're seething cuz you're like it? this guy doesn't know what he's talking. This guy's never never has never set foot on a stage. Yet he feels compelled to stand here and tell me how I should be doing something he's never done.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And I think that applies to any art form, really, like music, burlesque, magic, (laughs) magic. like anything I've seen, any performance art, like that's your art to to live through and have and express yourself. It's like, since when? Like, yes, there is structure to jokes and certain things and setups and punchlines, but anybody telling you anything else like I don't even know And even still just like take a walk buddy or exactly and and like you said
1: it's like maybe my brand is not my brand of art is not for you and that's fine
0: yeah exactly but
1: yeah because I understand like people liking like liking certain styles or not liking certain styles um Mm -hmm. but to go up to somebody and say I think you should say it like this Or I don't think Mm -hmm. you should say that. You shouldn't be saying things like that on stage. You know, I remember somebody saying to you, like, how are you going to find a husband?
0: Oh, yeah, I've really gotten, like, (laughs) lectures. It's so hilarious. And that is the older generation. Like, I'm talking, like, not to put too fine a point of it, but you're like, okay, this is the person of a generation where women are meant to be housewives and not talk about sex and, and not like and... pick up a microphone and like all that yeah, so that's really like now what I've been able to like I don't know kind of come up and realize like come up for air from all that mm-hmm. like weird weird, period weird energy yeah
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: but what a whirlwind like yeah. learning all that like there's no manual <laughs> instruction it's true manual. there is none it's there like, is none God. you know like and it's people... like
1: you, you have to do what's what's good for you like i think if somebody tried to do that to me now yeah i'd be like no i'd
0: exactly. be like and you
1: are who are you Exactly. Or yeah just, oh, oh you've never done this like before i gotta go <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> have a nice exactly. day <laughs>
0: Sure. yeah it's tough because sometimes it comes as such a shock somebody's abrupt like you, you're like what is happening like what are exactly. I, yeah real? who asked you like, yeah like this? i wasn't even i don't even like make small talk with people they just come up and aggressively be like yeah. you're never gonna be someone's wife i was like what what My it's, set it's was like, like, excuse me <laughs> it's
1: like unsolicited this unsolicited yeah stuff and I don't know I just think a lot of people think that um that we can that we are open to their unsolicited ideas and thoughts and things and it's like no we're not we're Mm -hmm. not like would you go up to a man and say that probably not yeah you feel compelled to say it to me
0: exactly you know well even like the one the one gig when somebody was like oh i want to see your vulva or whatever because you have a bit about oh yeah and you're like whoa would anybody go up to a man after a show and be like i want to see your dick because you You (laughs) talked about your dick can i see it yeah yeah Yeah. how is this a welcoming (laughs) space for vulva talk suddenly (laughs) like we were like mid conversation yes somebody yes this guy just came up
1: can i see your vulva and both of us were like.
0: <laughs> and sometimes you don't know how to respond on the spot.
1: And he was like, <laughs> Oh, like, your oh. joke, your joke. Aha, aha. And I was like, aha, aha.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> like, stay away from. My yeah, get away from us. <laughs> Yeah, that
1: and that's like the thing we were mid
0: conversation. Yes. It's not like we were just sitting there or
1: whatever, mid conversation, and he yeah. just. Can I see your vulva? Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, selective memory. But that was the same night that I had the, the different. Yes, you had the old, someone's could husband. Your... And yeah, we were talking to. We were having conversation. Yeah, we were like, in a no. Like with just... that, with
1: that, <laughs> with the comment to you, we were in yeah. a booth at the back. Yeah,
0: we were like not even near yeah. most of these yeah, people. Yeah, and let's even randomly... and when, with me, yeah. we
1: were sitting at people had left and we were still we were at a table away from people like we were having our own thing and hey (laughs) yeah we were off I remember like with the comment to you we were in a booth and then the comment with me we were at a table by ourselves mid-conversation and
0: yeah just unsolicited commentary all around
1: yeah interruption and just unsolicited and it's like
0: really, really? yeah God. i can't i can't, <laughs> I, can't I have had normal yeah i have had like normal older men just like i will get off a stage and they'll be like that was brilliant and send me a drink to my table and not even look at me creepy not even try to talk to me not even expect me to talk to them and i yes. haven't even like I have for what it's worth very few times had normal experiences people who just like my performance art or comedy and don't come up with all this like weird stuff so I Mm -hmm. guess not there is a handful of good experiences and obviously like the high you get from performing itself and everything but yeah the odd weird jarring experience is just like we're always buckled up for something weird every night Yeah, exactly and
1: if you get through a night with without something it's like whoo, thank god but you're all like I'm always on alert like some is something weird is, is some weirdo gonna say something to me or is some yeah yeah
0: I think my weirdest is only like off stage is like walking out out of clubs late at night like the smoker clan one guy being like Hi, sweetheart, and like yeah. ugh, I was like, ew! I'm walking my car on the yeah. street, like yeah. I can't that's, happened to me that's happened yeah, to you too. That's yeah. I me think that's too. the worst. This one's off stage Yeah, stuff. yeah, off it's stage leaving. It's stage. leaving.
1: Yeah, because you know that's usually done at night. We're usually mm-hmm. leaving places late at night by ourselves, and yeah, that that can be pretty. That can be scary sometimes.
0: For sure. You know,
1: that can be scary sometimes. I try to walk out with someone or whatever, but it th- you can't always do that. That's not always possible, you know, and yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, the, there, there's a whole layer of concerns that we have that, that men don't even have to think about. You
0: yeah, know, for sure. There's
1: a whole sure. layer of like about safety and stuff like that, that we, that we are acutely aware of, like all the time, not just in terms of at shows and stuff just in life in general just existing yeah that we we think about that that they don't have to and they're you know fortunate to not have to worry about things like that you know that's yeah that's a good thing sort of
0: thing yeah oh my god
1: (laughs) I wish we didn't have to either you know
0: yeah exactly
1: but yeah I always get a little nervous with um I think it was one of the last times I was in Montreal and um, the same thing I finished and, uh, actually I hadn't even gone up yet. I was waiting to go up. Um, I was waiting to go up and the bartender came up to me and was like, Oh, that gentleman over there would like to buy you a drink. And I was like, well, I'm going up right now. And oh, geez. yeah, it was yeah. just, it was just awkward. Cause I hadn't even gone up yet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Random. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just strange. It was just strange yeah totally but, uh, yeah but uh okay so let's let's wrap this up and i have a section call i just call it crazy questions
0: okay <laughs> so
1: fun. um we could do we could do a few and i'll ask you to pick a number between one and 249 because I accidentally deleted a question so I only have 249 (laughs) of them and the questions range from like silly to like deep funny like they run the gamut of everything.
0: Okay sounds good yeah I'll take number seven to
1: start. Number seven?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay what's the what's the most useless talent you have?
0: Oh hmm. I don't know. Let me see here. Trying to think I don't talents. Ooh, there's not many. (laughs) Um, I think I guess art projects. I'm trying to think of what kind of weird talents I got here. Oh yeah, juggling multiple dogs in my own home at once, I guess. Yeah, because I'm like a pet sitter. On oh, a side hustle, but it's Juggling just like animals. a zoo in here, yeah. <laughs> Plus, like Zoom calls, yeah, just hilarious, <laughs> like, especially holidays, yeah, <laughs> Christmas and August. Very busy, <laughs> so many things. <pets. laughs>
1: okay, let's do another one.
0: Oh, um, I'll pick 50. 50, okay,
1: let's see. Okay. Okay, yeah, this is a strange one. Would you rather have hands that kept growing as you got older or feet that kept growing as you got older?
0: I think feet because they're just kind of out of the way-ish <laughs> until you have to walk.
1: <laughs> until you try but, to walk. <laughs> yeah, my hands, I don't know.
0: I feel like the hands are just need normal size, not like gigantic.
1: Because <laughs> your hand's like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that sounds really brutal.
1: Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be awkward. I wonder how like quickly they're growing. Like is it gradual? <laughs>
0: or is yeah, it, like I'm five so inches cool.
1: every every month or something. <laughs> oh,
0: oh my god. god.
1: <laughs> okay, another one?
0: Yeah, um, I'll do 75. 75, okay. Okay.
1: Would you rather never have a toilet clog on you again or never have the power go out
0: again? Oh, I think never have the toilet clog because I hate when that happens because okay. it like can overflow. It's a disaster. It's like a right. whole mopping problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have to go
1: with never have the power go out again.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That was yeah. A rough neither one is power. good.
1: Neither is good. But yeah. Yeah, neither is, I, I don't know. I see the benefits of both. But...
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Let's yeah, I think I would go, to. I'd have to
1: go with no, having power all the time. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay, and let's do one more.
0: Okay, uh, I'll do 85.
1: 85? <laughs> okay, 85. Who would you let punch you directly in the face?
0: Oh, um, probably a small child, but no adults. I don't want any broken yes. limbs, but I can't like name one. I don't know <laughs> any Yeah, I want Bob want to, to punch me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, oh, I just have a handy child around. That will, will, like, be
1: Somebody
0: with time. soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> <that>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and a
1: punch directly to the face, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, anybody, child or otherwise, that would do some damage. I could especially if you're not expecting it. Like a sucker punch directly to the face could cause some real, real damage.
0: I yeah, think. exactly. Right. <laughs> oh man.
1: Well, thank you so much for uh taking the time to talk to me today. It's always a pleasure talking to you.
0: Yeah, thanks and, for having uh, me. It was fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and where can people uh, um, follow you if they want to know like what what you're up to with uh, comedy?
0: Yeah, I think Instagram's the best place so at Creative Christabel and yeah,
1: that's about it. Okay, sounds good. I'll be sure to put your Instagram handle in the show notes and Perfect. Uh, thank you again and Thank you everyone for for tuning in and we'll see you next time.